Record audio, hello one, and now we are ready to go. We will record video, or we'll stream it first. Streaming video, and now we're going to record video. From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Indeed it is, and a very pleasant good morning to you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Uh, This is Patrick Timpone. We are live here this morning, a little bit after 10 o'clock Central Time on the 25th of April. Had a good, have a a good, hello, have a good, I can say it, have a good, (laughs) well, you know, have a good week for I've only been doing this 50 years. You'd think I'd figure it out. Uh, We have a good show for you uh, today with uh, the fourth uh, Monday of the month, which is Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Lots of emails already. Get yours in. So we try to get to as many as we can. But she and I get pretty silly, so sometimes we get carried away and we don't get them all. But that's the show business. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Also, 888-663-6386. we got a good week for you this week on One Radio Network. Tomorrow, you're going to hear from Crow777. He's a very popular guy. He's been doing a show for, I don't know, 10 years or so. And to say the crow is eclectic is just, well, is just even not even getting close. He doesn't believe we went to the moon. He doesn't believe we're on a spinning earth hurtling around the sun at 666,000 miles an hour. And also, he doesn't believe there's such a thing as nuclear weapons, that this is all fear porn as well. So we're going to talk about, since the Russian thing and the nuclear word is all over the place, if all the mainstream media is talking about it, pretty much tells you that it's not true. So we'll talk about nuclear weapons tomorrow and not being there with Crow. And then Dr., uh, not Dr., but Tom Luongo is going to be here tomorrow he is probably one of the more concise, in our opinion, um, uh, commentaries on finances, geopolitics, how it works. The Russian-Ukraine uh, thing has changed a lot of things. The Macron-Le um, Pen uh, election yesterday, everybody was, uh, most people were hoping for the populist Le Pen to win. Looks like the globalists will control uh, France for another four years or so as Macron kicked her booty. A word around the campfire is they made, they paid Le Pen off, uh, you know, to do it. But you know, you don't know what to believe anymore. Anything's possible. I don't believe anything. Uh, and speaking of not believing anything, I don't believe in doctors. And because of that's the case, we we uh, have Jennifer Jennifer Daniels on our show. <laughs> Hi there, Dr. Daniels. Good morning. Good morning. You look, oh, you good look morning great. to you. Look at you. Thank look you. look at your little face here. Girl, I tell you what. And you still do you still ca- do you castor oil on your face every day, pretty much? No? I have upped my game. I can tell. You're looking cute. You're looking cute. <laughs> so I use uh, rice water. I use castor oil, but like me once a week, maybe twice a week. Rice water, all right. But I use rice water uh, twice a day. Tell us how you do this, because I want to do it too. Okay, how do you do this? Take a third cup of rice. All right, third. Wash your rice first. It's very important. I did it once and did not wash my rice. Does it matter what kind? What kind does it matter? uh, White rice is better. Okay, 
white. Because you're after the starch, so white rice is better. Yeah, after the starch. Right, so you want to really rinse the rice. The reason you want to rinse the rice is get rid of any bugs and any chemicals. Okay. Even though your rice might be organic, the term organic is very uh, narrow (laughs) in the sense that it only includes certain types of uh, male treatments or excludes certain types of male treatments. So you really don't know what's in your rice. So anyway, white rice, um, I happen to use uh, basmati just because I happen to have it. But any rice would do. So you want to rinse it. Uh, really rinse it well. Then take a third a cup of the rice, add it in two cups of water, simmer it 15 minutes. Two cups. You can simmer it more if you want. Water. So we're just going to simmer like a very low simmer th- 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 kind of thing. It doesn't matter. High simmer is fine too. Just get it boiling. Okay. Just want to see some bubbles. Okay. So if you want to simmer it briskly or simmer it not, doesn't matter because what you're trying to do is separate the starch from the rice. Okay. So if you have a rolling boil, that's fine too. If you feel like you're running out of water, add some more. <laughs> okay. So um, at the end of that whole process, you want to strain it. Yeah. And when you strain it, you should get about a half cup of cloudy white water. Strain, and if it should be cloudy, right? Because you're straining everything in the auto. It better pot. be cloudy. If it's not cloudy, you messed up. Okay. <laughs> Go back to the drawing board, add more water, boil some more. <laughs> if it's not cloudy, you messed up. Okay. Got yeah, it. you've messed up. Because that's the start, so huh? I find out. Else do this, this, and if your right foot is not in the front, you've made a mistake. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or if you're back. But anyway, the water's got to be cloudy. So okay. you uh, strain it, and I put it in this little uh, squirt bottle. This is uh, oh, cool. a squirt bottle. All right. Yeah. Got it. And you just squirt, squirt, squirt uh, all over your face. And since it's so cheap, why stop there? I put it uh, on my neck. Uh, part of my chest and my upper back and my shoulders. So anything that's showing, um, that's where I spray it. I can do this because it's not costing me $50 a half ounce, right? So yeah. this is right. cheap, yeah. Yeah. And you let it dry, and then you repeat it later in the day. So if you want to be, like, really fanatical about it, it'll be like every 12 hours. But no, just two applications a day is just fine. Um, the key to it working is to allow it to dry. To dry. Right. Now, the problem with, so let's talk about the benefits. The benefits is it literally pulls all the toxins out of your skin. And it tones your skin, pulls it together, and gets rid of wrinkles. As you can see, 65, look at my wrinkles. No wrinkles. Yeah, exactly. So... It's wonderful, and it's so simple, and it's so cheap, and it's so easy. But what's the problem? It's always a problem, right? So the problem is... It's always something. If you, I don't wear makeup. But if you wear makeup, the problem of coordinating, spraying this on your bare skin, letting it dry, and once it dries, it starts peeling and flaking. Oh. Uh-huh. And then you'd have to wipe it off before you put your makeup on. So potentially, if you're a makeup-wearing person, it could add, I don't know, 15 minutes to your routine. But since I don't wear makeup, I just and out the door walk with dogs. And it dries while I walk. So this this starch dries and then just falls off kind of like a clay or something? Yes. And the problem is, especially if you have uh, dark skin like me, is it is visible. So sometimes I'll forget and it'll start flaking. And people will say, oh, uh, have you been in the sun? Did you get a sunburn? Uh, no. That's not how it happened. So, <laughs> I'm just a flaky girl. Just, I'm a flaky girl. So that reminds me just to get a damn cloth and wipe it off. Yeah. So for my skin, uh, 
I absolutely do not use soap. It's just, it's not permitted. It is not allowed. I'm with you, kid. Uh, we, we, a little side note, there's a, you know that fellow at the farmer's market, uh, Jen, that uh, has this uh, pig stuff that I tell you about. They have the really good and high quality, you know, vegetarian. Yeah. They do this pig soap, soap, pig soap. You know, I don't know what it's made from. Well, pig soap is not vegetarian. It's, I don't know, no, no. They water. feed the pigs vegetarian, is what I say. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> so they, that's all they feed the pigs. They get the food from Whole Foods, you know, they, that they throw away. Oh, the uh, waste. Uh-huh. waste. Yeah. So anyway, so they got this soap that's pig material. It's all like lard or something. Well, mm, I yeah. tell you what. With the rainwater, that soap lasts probably six months. So... I tell them it's it's crazy, you know. So, but I'm with you. I don't think I don't even put that on my face, right? Not good, right? No soap. Yeah, not for your skin to last a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, what is the starch doing? Uh, go through that again. That from the starch from the rice. What's going on? It's detoxing your skin, pulling out all the uh, impurities that would cause age spots and black spots and that thing. Mm-hmm. And even the spots that are there, it's pulling the toxins out of them to help them fade. It gets rid of uh, skin redness, inflammation, acne, whatever imperfections you have in your skin that you're not having. That's so cool. How did you come across this little rice starch idea? I was just tooling around the internet, you know, and... <laughs> saw these videos you know i'm gonna try that yeah yeah. and i tried it and my already good skin just it looks great i mean just it's not bad as it is but it's got even better so so you're preferring this to uh you do the castor oil you'll still do castor oil well the problem is castor oil is fat and this is this is water a water base Mm -hmm. and so if you put castor oil on this can't penetrate in okay Right? No, no, I mean, but you're still going to do castor oil on other days, some days. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned rice water. Uh, a, a listener in Japan sent me a link to a product that's kind of rice water stuff, fermented thing that you use yes. on your hair. And I've been yes. doing that, and I swear, hair is coming in darker. I mean, what's up with Yeah, it is coming pretty dark up there, yeah. What's up with that? So, again, it's the same thing. A lot of what makes your hair gray is, uh, you know, toxins that are in the scalp. Uh, contaminating or disabling your follicles. Hmm. So your follicles can't make hair or make hair as efficiently. Interesting. Yeah. And for uh, the Japanese, uh, rice deal. is just the fundamental basis of beauty. I mean, you know, skin, face, hair. It's, it's wonderful. I know people are not going to ask me the name of this product, so I'll find it while during the show. But the only place you can get it is eBay, which is weird but i just well i'm not saying you don't need it no i know there are other ways to use rice water that are extremely inexpensive yeah yeah simply what i just mentioned just boil the rice and do you could do the same thing on the hair on the yeah do it on there and what's with you and your hair you got all your hairs cut yeah what got into you i figured i may i may you know my skin doesn't look 65 why should i wear a 1970s hairdo Oh, I see. You were you yeah. Were, so I've I've gone modern. I see a little mod modern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Daniels is with well, us. It's easier to care for. So much easier. Oh, to I change. know. If you don't know who she is, she is a medical doctor. 
She doesn't have her license any longer. She doesn't practice medicine. She used to back in the day up in New York, and she got tired of people knocking on her door with sunglasses on and giving her a hard time. So, yes. <laughs> so she, she left and moved to Panama, and this is what she does. And, yeah. and she has a great website. It is called Vitality. Do I have this right? I want to make sure I have this right. Um, let's see. VitalityCycles.com, oh, correct? Is that right? Right. There's no space between the Y and the C. Oh, I can fix that. Okay. No space. Okay, thank you. Vi- yeah. yeah. VitalityCycles.com. And what will people find there when they go to VitalityCycles.com? Wow. They will find uh, about 10 years of radio show replays giving them amazing information about the medical industrial complex and about natural healing. And people have said just those recordings alone have changed their life. The other thing that they're going to find is um, a report, the Candida Cleaner, which tells them everything they ever want to know about how to take turpentine and use it to really uh, expand their health and accelerate their healing. They'll also find... Vitality capsules, regular extra strength. (laughs) These help you clean yourself (laughs) out so you can prepare to take turpentine. It's just like on TV, extra strength vitality capsules. (laughs) The extra strength has cayenne pepper and the regular does not. I see. And the, uh, what does the cayenne pepper do differently than the regular? Um, the cayenne pepper is a uh, super stimulant ah. and gives the bowels an extra oomph push. little push. A lot of people don't like the, a lot of people like that, but some people prefer a more gentler approach, and so we have the right. Mm-hmm. A kind and gentler vitality capsules, I understand. That's great. Patrick Timpone, along with Dr. Jennifer Daniels, if you'd like to be on the show, 888-663-6386. If you're on hold, we'll get to you. And also, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Jen, I have a little story I want to tell, and you're involved in it, and to pitch our ideas of our, our radio archive. So, last week, a good friend of mine, Dad, had a stroke, right? And I, she's really a good friend. And he's up in Chicago, and so I email you, and I say, oh, what do I do, you know? So, you know, remember? And so you tell me. I remember. Yeah, you tell me some cool things about water and high blood pressure. So it turns out that they put him on high blood pressure medicine, um, blood thinning medicine, and high cholesterol as soon as he went in the place. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. And pretty much all of it is solved by water, right? Pretty much all of it is solved so he, the, the part of the story is, and we can dig into it, is um, you told me that. So I just went into our search function on One Radio Network. And I said, well, I'm just going to put in Dr. Jennifer Daniels and, I don't know, high blood pressure or stroke. Well, there you go. yeah. So I come across this show that I did, we did with you nine years ago. Nine years ago. And you have a beautiful... 30-second rant on water, dehydration, high blood pressure, stroke, the, the rat medicine, you know. It was just yeah. perfect. It was like <laughs> the you rat re- poison. Yeah, the rat poison. It was like you recorded it for this guy. 
So I just edited it yeah. and sent it to her and said, let's have your dad listen to this. So I just let the people know that our archives are just jammed with stuff. Get creative. Just tell them what you really? want. You'd be surprised what you'll find because uh, you know exactly. pick, picks up on the show notes. Isn't that fun? Nine years ago we did that. So why don't you tell folks right. about this idea of a stroke and high blood pressure and how it is tied in with, because we have a lot of new listeners to water dehydration. It's so sad. I know. Let's first talk about what a stroke is and how you get it. So first of all, there's two strike types of stroke. One is hemorrhagic, that means the blood vessel breaks open. And the blood vessel breaks open because of malnutrition. In other words, you're not eating a diet high enough in the foods necessary to have strong blood vessels. That's the hemorrhagic stroke. Then you have the uh, thrombotic stroke, which is much, 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 thank God, much more common. In this uh, type of stroke, the blood vessel narrows and chokes off all of a sudden, and blood flow to a certain segment of the brain is stopped, that part of the brain stops functioning, and this is where you get your paralysis and difficulty speaking and so on. All right. The blood clotting type stroke is caused by dehydration. Dehydration. And all you need to do to understand this is take a drop of blood. It doesn't have to be your blood. It could be, could be, or it could be blood from uh, an animal or whatever. But take a piece of blood and just drop it on a surface and allow the sun to, or air to hit it. And you'll see that as it evaporates, that liquid gets thicker and thicker and thicker and ultimately becomes very solid and hard. Same thing happens in your body. When you're dehydrated, your blood gets thicker, it forms that hard substance, blood vessels are blocked, and bam, you've got a stroke. The cure, well, and the prevention for a stroke is simply to add more water. Hmm. And your body will go and hydrate the clot, dissolve it, and now, you know, you're back in business. Business. But, business, yes. (laughs) You're back in business. (laughs) But most people, dehydrate themselves and then they end up getting a stroke and then the doctors the only hydration a doctor recommends is the water you take to swallow the pill and actually the water is doing you much more good than the pill is so we now know what causes a stroke right we got it figured out either malnutrition if it's hemorrhagic or you didn't drink enough water if it's the regular thrombotic type of stroke so how do you, uh, so what's high blood pressure going to do with this? Well, as you dehydrate yourself and as the flow to your brain gets less and less, your body says, well, we got to raise the blood pressure, get some more blood to that brain. Hmm. So then the doctor steps in and says, oh, your blood pressure is high. Let's lower it with some drugs. So now the blo- more blood is drained from the brain and uh, the blood pressure medicines actually create strokes. And you can look up your blood pressure medicine. doesn't matter which one you're on. Just look it up. And you'll see in the PDR, the side of, one of the side effects of your blood pressure medicine is stroke. And that's how it happens. So you, your blood pressure goes up, and they put you on blood pressure medicine, which actually brings on a stroke. Okay. So then um, you but, have a blood clot stroke, which is what this guy has, I believe. Probably. And instead of giving you water, which would dissolve the stroke, increase the circulation to your brain, and reverse the problems with the stroke. They give you a blood thinner. Yes. And what the blood thinner does is it makes the blood very thin, and so now you're at higher risk of getting a hemorrhagic stroke. 
It leaks out because it gets so thin? Right. So all of your blood vessels in your body naturally have holes in them, right? So nutrients can pass back and forth and whatever needs to pass back and forth can pass back and forth. Well, if you thin the blood enough with these blood thinners, blood will leak out of these blood vessels Mm. and you get a hemorrhage. And um, most most people who take, take blood thinners actually die from their blood thinners. So, of course, me, dumb medical student, I raised my hand, well, why don't we stop the blood thinners if most of them die from the blood thinners? And so they then... Uh, <laughs> Is that you I again? Feel the cringe, the cringe of the rest of my classmates. Ooh, I don't want to blood Get her out of here. Get her out. Get her out. They couldn't get me out because all my bills were paid. I had, you know, my tuition was paid up and everything. And I was a really good natured person. So they said, well, you know, Jennifer, to understand your question. However, it is our belief. Hmm. And this is where you get into like, you know, Jesus Christ, Buddha, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I thought it was science, but now we're talking about belief. It's our belief that the uh, subsequent risk of additional stroke will kill them sooner than the blood thinner. So we give them the blood thinner and kill them with the blood thinner knowing they live longer on the blood thinner. Hmm. Wow. Couple of questions for you. First one is, let's go back to the blood vessels getting a little leaky, malnutrition. Any particular nutrients that you know of and foods to add to repair that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Numero uno is cholesterol. Cholesterol. Well, they put this fella on lower uh, cholesterol exactly, drugs, too. Exactly. Oh, exactly. People have been conditioned to do it to themselves. Oh, Just get a gun, put a bullet in, put it right there. <laughs> My God. Or you just lower your cholesterol and make a slow process. So they're giving them, they're giving this fellow hope he doesn't mind. Well, we, he's anonymous. All the things that are really could kill him. I mean, I don't just be... Could kill him? Let's just be clear here. We'll kill him. They're literally help. He is picking up the shovel and digging with these medicines he's taking. Wow. I got but, goosebumps when you just said that. Because I'm old. I'm old. I don't look it, but I'm 65. I now have a philosophical view about life. Oh, well, I can't oh, wait for yeah. this one. Got okay, so we have to do a commercial before you do that. So we're going to... Okay, we'll come back. We're going to come back for a philosophical outlook on life. Do we get popcorn for this first? Should we get some popcorn too? Because this will be good. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone, <laughs> network.com. Oh, my goodness. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, um, glad you're here. And... Uh, we have uh, a great company that I wanted to tell you a little commercial of, if I can find them. See, if I could organize these even just a little bit better, this would be so good. But if you're looking to have a little love in your life, this, this, this is kind of good. If you want to go south of the border, here you are. At the end of the night, the only place I want to go is back into my bedroom. And the supplement I take with me is Sir Thrival's Taboo Aphrodisia. It's an erotic herbal elixir made with several different aphrodisiac herbs and two key nutraceuticals. It's finished off with cacao, maple syrup, and a little vanilla bean for a super sexy flavor. And what it's designed to do is increase blood flow for both men and women. 
come to bed, maybe. Don't worry. We're married. <laughs> they don't. They they have one rule at um, at uh, Thrival is they just won't sell this product if you're an Italian or a Scorpio because then things could get out of hand. So you know, it's just I, I don't know what to tell you. But so you have to do it on on. Yeah, you just have to do it on the sly, you know, if that's the case. Previously with Mr. <laughs> oxygen, Ed McCabe, we asked him this. Does sulfur, does it bring oxygen to the cells as well? Yes, that's what oxygen, sulfur are just... That's what it does. Kissing cousins, they love each other. The sulfur takes the oxygen. Now, in the beginning, we would have people stuff themselves with oxygen, either ozone or transport for oxygen in there in not not the burnt out dead MSM that sells millions and millions of dollars worth in the health food stores and other places all over the world. It's worthless. You have to get the real organic. So don't ever shop price at MSM because you're just going to get garbage. You need the organic super sulfur, real pure living sulfur, organic sulfur. That's what we sell right here. Three prices. Depending on where you live, if you'd like more than four pounds, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. We'll give you a discount. Order anytime, front page, click OneRadioNetwork.com. There, it's probably, I don't know how many years it's been since I've used toothpaste. I mean, I just don't go there. I never could find a toothpaste without glycerin. And we had a dentist uh, who taught in dental school in 30 years ago, believe it or not, says, you know, if you have a toothpaste with glycerin, it uh, prohibits the remineralization of uh, of the teeth. His name was Jared Judd. I don't even think he's with us. And it kind of never did use. Anyway, uh, you, don't need to, you don't need toothpaste if you have Pearl Sim. And you don't even need Pearl Sim. You could actually even do, so, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I, I promote this product, but you can use baking soda and salt, and that works pretty swell too. But if you have a few extra bucks and you want to get the real deal and get your little TV like a whoa, uh, get, get, well, it won't make that noise, but it'll be it'll be it'll be simpler. It'll be similar to that. Get the pearl sim. It is made from real pearl, not mother of pearl, not dad of pearl, not sister of pearl, but real pearl from real pearls that cry and they make the pearls. And Dr. Rule and Chu figured out how to um, uh, break up these pearls into a powder without screwing up the uh, cellular matrix. Pearl has been used forever for beauty. Uh, the old, uh, yeah, it has. It's in a lot of Chinese medicine formulas. It's in a lot of Ayurvedic formulas internally and externally. And you can take this both internally and externally. And I have it right here. This is the little one for internal, and uh, it's got a lot of minerals in there, not just calcium. Heavy on calcium, pearl is a very exciting uh, nutrient, and uh, then you brush your teeth with the powder. So check it out. I think you'll like it internally, externally. You can rub it on your face as well. Put it with some castor oil and have some fun. It is Pearl Sam from OneRadioNetwork.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com. Wait a minute, wait, no, that's the wrong one. Hold on a second. And then we're going to do this. 
That was supposed to be the slide, and I pulled up some strange thing. We are here live this morning with the lovely and talented Dr. Jennifer Daniels. From, do are you you still consider yourself a MD doctor? Do you even think about that? I don't think about it. No. You don't think no. no. Yep. I, mean, I did go to medical school. I did get a medical degree. I did get board certified. I did practice. You know. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. So you're at this. You're at this swanky bar in Panama. Jazz is playing, and you're at the bar drinking spring water. And this handsome fellow walks up to you. You know, he's flirting away, and he goes, "What do you do for a living?" What do you tell him? Not much. <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah not much no I don't do much okay so you've been thinking about life and your philosophy on life before we take questions and calls and stuff you want to share this with us yes we are all going to die no matter what and the big deal is everyone gets to choose and if someone chooses to go to a doctor and take medicines, that is their choice. That's their experience. And that's perfectly okay. And I can choose not to do that. Even though I might choose not to do that, I am still going to die. Clearly, I'm not going to die because I chose not to do that because, well, everyone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so if, I, if someone does what I recommend or doesn't do it, they're going to die. And so the important thing in life really is for each one of us to be able to choose. So with this man who's had a stroke, who's taking these drugs that are clearly um, devastating, um, that's his choice. And at any point he can change his mind. It's up to him how far he wants to go with it. Mm -hmm. It's just up to you. And it's very challenging with family members too, right? Because you've got that You've got that energy going on, like father, daughter, mother. Oh, no, no. no. I let go of that energy. No, that's mm. what I mean. You have to let go of it. Otherwise, it'll never stop, right? It's not going to work. Well, no, it'll take over your life. And is that really the way you want to spend your life? Exactly. Trying to come And as far as the person, yeah. yeah, and this guy who's uh, had a stroke, for example, mm. I mean, what does he really want? He really wants to know that his family cares about him. And why not show your caring in a positive way by handing him a glass of water, telling him a joke, reminding him of better times, you know, yeah. you know, be a good, be a good friend. I think this fellow's going to do fine because this friend of mine said, "Yeah, he said, my yeah, my dad knows that the whole cholesterol medicine is BS." So I think he's, I think he's on to, you know, he's on to some things. We'll see what he chooses to do. He knows it's BS and he takes it anyway. I mean, no, no, baby, you know? he's only taken it for like two days. You know. He's, you know, this just happened. It just, it's only taken it for about two days. So, yeah. But, you know, when you're sitting in the hospital and they, they give you all this stuff, it's like you get a little strange. I wonder, you think he'd be okay just if the if the family just brings him bottled water, that that water is good enough for him to get, get going again? It'd be okay, right? It's not the best. Big deal is not tap water. Yeah. So they can start with bottled water sure. and get him a nice little distiller get him machine. Get a second on eBay if he wants to, you know. Um, yeah. But the point is the amount of water. In order to get a stroke, you have to severely be severely be deficient in the amount of water you're drinking. Right. 
So he's got a big problem with the amount of water way before the type of water. I'm sure in this present situation, his progress and improvement is going to be accelerated by uh, drinking distilled water. However, uh, once he increases his water, then of course his blood thinner becomes much more lethal, right? Because now you got the thinning effect yeah. of the water and of the medicine, right? So this guy... How do you how do you navigate that, drinking the water? You just have to get brave and just get off of the... The, the blood thinners? Yeah. yeah. It's got to yeah. do it. My right? brother had a stroke, and they put him in the hospital. My mother called. He says, oh, he's in the hospital. They're going to kill him. I said, yeah, that's true. Well, we got to save him. Huh? <laughs> me? What do you mean? <laughs> wow. So she uh, sent me down there, and I immediately stopped all the blood thinning medicines and um, started pumping them full of water. The water works just that quickly. Mm-hmm. So uh, he refused all injections. And they gave him the uh, blood thinning pills, and he's a very good actor. And he just took the pills. I thought he swallowed it. Oh, he didn't swallow it. Like, oh, just just like in the movies, pills. he spit it out, right? Yeah, I like it. That's great. <laughs> just like the movies, when they slap people. It's bigger when they yeah. slap them. <laughs> they slap you to think to see if you if you took it. That's hilarious. And I suspect the water they give you in the hospital is not really. Is it just tap water? I don't know. Do they feel? They might feel. The water they give you at your bedside is tap water, but the water in your veins is distilled water. Distilled water, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's a good question. Could you do, um, is it just a, a regular IV with salt water to really get up your water level if you're in the hospital? Just tell me you want a bunch of IVs. Would that work? They don't do what you, t- what you say. What you say has no impact, whatever. Oh, that's They true. do what they get paid for. And since you have insurance, you're not paying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if they don't do the standard of care, which is what CDC and AMA tells them to do, like what they're doing, they don't get paid, right? Or they can get in trouble? The standard of care changes from moment to moment depending on who's paying. Hmm. If this insurance pays, you get this. If that insurance pays, you get that. It even goes as far as the testing. Let's say you're getting a test for AIDS. Mm-hmm. There's four different tests for AIDS. Whether the test is positive or negative depends on which test you get. Which test you get depends on your insurance company. Hmm. Uh, CJ wants to know if Dr. Daniels care, if she cares wh- how high uh, the cholesterol number is. I'm at 250. I do care. I think 250 is a very nice minimum. Go for 350. <laughs> it's, it's pretty low, 250. <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. It'll do. It'll it'll do. Oh, the Europeans have actually done studies on this, and the sweet spot is between three hundred and three fifty. So if you can get to two fifty, you're okay. And the liver makes most of the cholesterol, correct, Mundo? No. No. And that's the problem. Uh, So each one of us has a daily requirement for cholesterol. In other words, you absolutely need cholesterol in your diet because your body cannot make all the cholesterol you need. Not possible. Mm-hmm. At best, it can make 75%. So you need enough in your diet to make up the 25% shortfall. However, you can increase the amount you have in your diet and um, get higher and higher. So having been vegan for 26 years and having uh, measured my cholesterol in the midst of all that, it was 149. Wow. So it's reasonable to guess that your body can maintain, through its own production, 149. Clearly, if you need to get to 250 or more, the diet's got to come in there. Yeah. You need dietary cholesterol. It's an absolute requirement. 
And when I was, um, when I had a cholesterol of 149, you know, I had symptoms of cholesterol deficiency. I was physically weak because, the, and um, I was, you know, uh, depressed, irritable, you know, emotional. Yeah. And so cholesterol is what your brain is made of. And when your cholesterol is low, as in under 200, your brain dissolves. And that, I believe, is the leading cause of Alzheimer's today, is that people have been conned into a low cholesterol, no cholesterol Interesting. Cholesterol also forms on the cell membrane your um, cell receptors. So in other words, in order for the brain to communicate with your cells, with your muscles, you need those cholesterol receptors on the cell. And the best. And when you have cholesterol low, you don't have those. They're missing. Yeah. And is it fair to say then, with the low cholesterol for our ladies listening, regarding the, regardless of her, their age, a low cholesterol will inhibit the production of the hormones that they need to be happy? Correct. You're not going to have balanced hormones. Your estrogen, your progesterone, Everything. if you're a woman, your testosterone, if you're a guy, your aldosterone, your adrenal hormones. All those people. <laughs> I have adrenal fatigue. <laughs> That's because they're not eating enough cholesterol. Do they make that? I, don't so, know. I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just have a piece of liver, a few pieces of liver, actually. Some, You'll see your adrenal fatigue will evaporate. Is that yeah. some of the best? Gone. Is that one of the best foods for cholesterol is a liver? No. It's simply the most available. But it is actually is very good because not only has the cholesterol, it has the B vitamins, minerals, sure. and other nutrients you need to use the cholesterol. So a higher cholesterol food would be bull testicles, but that's a hard sell. An even higher cholesterol food would be a cow brain, but another hard sell. Yeah. And what are the more softer cells cholesterol foods other than liver? Liver. Liver. Uh, you know, eggs. some steaks. Eggs? The problem with eggs, eggs do have cholesterol, but eggs don't have any of the necessary co-nutrients to incorporate the cholesterol. So in other words, you have to eat eight eggs to equal three ounces of liver. Wow. Really? Wow. Whoa. Really? So so if you're eating eggs, eggs, you like eggs, what what foods kind of go together the to yolk make is where the egg yolk. The egg yolk is where the cholesterol oh. is. I'm not suggesting you separate your eggs and eat only the yolk. I am suggesting that you not eat only the white. So if you're eating only egg whites, you're not getting any cholesterol. Sure. And what foods do you have to add if you're if you really like eggs and want to use those to make the cholesterol from the eggs work? Would be meat. It would be steak, steak. or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. Somebody's been holding on for a while. And we're going to get to them. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Pam. Hi, Pam. You're on the air with Dr. Jennifer Daniels in Panama, who doesn't practice medicine for a living any longer. Oh, thanks. Uh, hi, Dr. Daniels. I'd like to ask a few questions. Can you, uh, what do you think of nebulized hydrogen peroxide and nebulizing turpentine and iodine? Not together, but, you know, separately. What do you think about nebula- nebulizing those uh, things? I and would, also, not, I would of- personally not do any of them. Hmm. Mm. What are you uh, trying to, what are you trying to account? What would you do? What, what are you trying Can to accomplish? Ac- Pam, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, I guess to, to prevent colds and flus, just for better health. Uh, instead of ingesting hydrogen peroxide, I thought maybe it'd be better ever, to nebulize. Ever, 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 nebulize anything to prevent anything. Does that help you? 
<laughs> that a girl. Now, if you have a problem, nebulized mm-hmm. stuff can help. But if you are fine, no, don't nebulize a thing. Because all of these nebulized things, whether so it's hydrogen peroxide, turpentine, or iodine, they all act by destroying connective tissue barriers that are harboring the organism that's making you sick. Okay, but if you're healthy, you've got good bacteria down there and now you're destroying the connective tissue that's harboring your good bacteria. You can see how this is not gonna end well. Okay. Okay, what what, um, do you recommend iodine supplementation like Lugol's iodine? No. Way back when, a long time ago, maybe 20 years ago, I did used to recommend it because it sounds sound like a good idea. But why would you take iodine? Well, you would take iodine maybe because an atomic bomb went off halfway around the world and who knows, it might drift this way. So for protection from um, radiation is one reason. Another reason is maybe because you want to have a healthy thyroid. That's the only reason I can think of. There might be other reasons. But as far as either one of those, you're better off simply eating um, shellfish. So if you want to get iodine, hopefully, cross your fingers, you don't have a shellfish allergy, you just throw shellfish into your diet, you know, uh, once a month or so. But for protection from radiation, I found something even more amazing, and that's black squid egg. Happens to come from a shellfish, which would be the squid. Black squid Um, egg? Ink. I-N-K, oh, like... ink, ink, what? Right, with the pen, yeah. Black squid ink. Hmm. What the black squid ink does is it diffuses throughout your body, and when radiation hits you, the black squid ink is there, and it literally absorbs the radiation and stops it from going further or doing any damage, as well as reversing any damage done by it, and it's perfectly safe. Can't overdose on it. So about a teaspoon a week is quite enough. And it's cheap, $6. Gets you about... Uh, 30 teaspoons. You could actually buy black squid ink online? It is a high-end gourmet ingredient. Ooh, well, I should have known that. <laughs> I've, seen black, I've seen black squid <laughs> ink pasta, actually. Exactly, I've the seen very thing, at, very safe thing. At the hippie right. food store. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. Pam, there I'm you go. We answer your question, I hope. Yeah, one last question. Yeah. Are there any other foods or supplements that you would uh, that increase collagen besides cow feet? Because I just cannot do the cow feet. Hmm. Can't get into cow feet, eh? <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of research and looking into this and looking into that. So it turns out that gelatin in the United States is made from cow skin. Yes. So you can buy cow-based gelatin. So now, you've bought this, what's the dose? You gotta buy the cow-based gelatin, the one that they just take the cow skin and boil it up. The dose is about a quarter cup per day. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one we used to take um, before. How do you get it down? Before, you don't wanna know how to get it down? Well, just a minute, I want because people are gonna ask. Okay. Great Lakes Gelatin. That's a pretty good brand, isn't it, yeah. Doctor Daniels? Yeah. I think their I think their cows are kind of taken care of. And how would you get a quarter cup? I mean, that's a lot, isn't it? That's like you know, yeah. It's like an icky a lot. 
So, uh, you can stir it into your favorite fruit juice uh, if you're still eating fruit juice. Mm -hmm. You can also, uh, I have actually embarked on making jello from it. Oh, it jello thing. works. Why not? And um, when you make jello, you can style the jello on your, the directions on your gelatin package and just use the, other, the gelatin that you bought. Now, what you will find is the gelatin you buy in the store, uh, the brand jello, Jello gelatin is about twenty uh, percent gelatin and eighty percent sugar. Oh. So what you can do is you can use um, equal parts gelatin and sugar, or twice as much gelatin as sugar. What I could do is why should I use any sugar at all? Because it tastes nasty, and <laughs> you'll need something to get it down. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. That's right. So yeah, put uh, yeah. I would I would recommend. Um, Try equal parts sugar or, I'm trying to think what ratio I use. I use a cup of gelatin. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I use a cup of gelatin. I use half a cup of sugar. I make a whole big batch. Mm -hmm. And then I section it off into each day's amount. Yeah. So I make it for five days, cut it into five equal chunks after it's gelled. And so actually, I, I found that the ratio of uh, whatever... Gel quarter cup gelatin to eighth of a cup of sugar. That seems to work. Well, there you go, Pam. You got a jello recipe, and you don't have to eat the uh, pig's feet. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah. You're welcome. See, you haven't mentioned that for a while, so I thought you got kind of off the, the Great Lakes uh, bandwagon. Or I did, did, I you? did, I did. But, but what happened was I discovered other herbs, and so now I boil those herbs and use them as the liquid for my jello. Um, I kind of lost you there. Sorry. So you're putting herbs. So you know how in. some people drink a lot of tea, right? They'll drink herbal tea. So I make the herbal tea, strain it, and then use that tea as the liquid for the Jello. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Right that way. Done. Done. So somebody wants to. Could you kindly repeat quickly just the ginger for the eyes? Okay. Let's see if I've got it. We've got 20 slices of ginger, right? 20 little slices. Two cups of water, right? Cook it, and then you okay. strain it, and then that's your base. How long do you How long do you cook it for? Well, I don't know. I'm you know I'm a I'm a I'm a guy. I don't worry about that kind of stuff. Okay, how long? Twenty minutes? Half an hour? No, no, just simmer it for ten minutes. Okay, could. ten minutes. So then that's your base liquid, and then you dilute that with water, and that's what I where I'm lost and for the for the eye drops. So I'll just tell you my original recipe, and you can deviate from it as you wish. This okay. is just a suggestion. Okay. So 15 slices of ginger, okay. a cup and a half of water, simmer 10 minutes, strain. Strain. That is now your ginger concentrate. Use anywhere from a quarter teaspoon to one teaspoon in a cup of water. All right. All right. Okay. Now, once you have this mixture of water plus your ginger concentrate, you fill eye cups, and you blink, 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 blink. Mm -hmm. That's it. What's it do for the eyes? What do, why do we do this? Anything and everything. It detoxes the eyes. It melts the obstructions and blockages that cause glaucoma. It uh, gets rid of cataracts, gets rid of uh, floaters. It's just amazing. Sharpens your vision. Really? Wow. Ginger. Yeah, can't Ooh. be. Who'd have thunk it? You could probably do that yeah. for about, what, uh, 15 slices of gingers. What is that? A, a dollar, half a dollar, or something like that. Just, 
Oh, you, you live in a really high price neighborhood. But anyway, let's call it a dollar. Yeah. But yeah, and that's a month's worth of uh, eye treatments for them. So you can live. You can leave this main uh, thing that you make in the fridge, right? And just pull it from. Right, the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have a question on the on the rice thing is right. is that why when when they do these expensive face masks and all that is that what they're trying to prove is pull toxins out in general right okay right mm-hmm. right that's that's basically the whole thing oh I, during our, our break I went and got my my rice water bottle oh I see yeah. I so that's what you spray so I'm going to show you yeah sure you go. do it I pop my top off yeah it's <laughs> great and I oh here we are yeah because it's so expensive you see yeah I can tell yeah it's so expensive <laughs> that's great I have my athletic band on my glasses so when I do my taekwondo I, I don't lose taekwondo would you please ask Dr. Daniels what to do for a 77 year old woman with dry macular degeneration she also has large areas of broken blood vessels on her legs, which developed and worsened around the time her husband got sick and died. Oh, she has stretch marks in the thin skin as well. She's asking for help. Can this be halted or reversed from Karen? Okay, so actually everything she has mentioned is exactly the same cause. Really? One thing is causing all of these things. This is really amazing. Really? Stretch marks caused by lack of gelatin. Who the fuck? Macular degeneration, the dry kind, which means blood is just oozing out for no good reason. Um, the integrity of the blood vessels is poor. Lack of gelatin. Amazing. So... What should she do? Gelatin. Just what the last lady we talked about is gelatin, quarter gelatin. cup a day. I usually recommend quarter cup a day is a flat recommendation, but for a 77-year-old lady, maybe start with a tablespoon a day and build up. Mm-hmm. So this is, people type this, I could barely read it, it's so light, but I'm going to go for it. It's from Shani. My husband, 75 years old, seems to have developed a kind of neuropathy in his feet for the last year. He describes as a feeling of tingliness in the foot. He takes no medicine and is not a vegetarian. Eats organic food, no pain, but just the tingling. Um, he has varicose veins as well in both legs. Would appreciate some ideas for him. Okay. Cut his meat in half and double his vegetables. Cut his meat in half and double his vegetables. All right. Yep. Let's see. And increase his water. So increase his water. Increase his water, double his vegetables, and cut his meat, whatever meat he's eating. So half the, portion. So the varicose veins are a nutrition issue? He needs more nutrition? Uh, I'm actually uh, more concerned about his neuropathy and tingling. So that's what we need to reference. And is that too much protein? The varicose veins are going to improve, but my guess, because he has neuropathy, is that his circulation to his legs is very poor. So what I recommended was to clear out his circulation. Which is more vegetables. And more water. Does protein inhibit circulation? We don't know what this guy is eating. Yeah, we have no idea. But But I mean, just in general, you said cut down on the meat. In general, 
too much protein? Will that mess up your circulation? No. 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 What in general, this guy, it sounds like he has a standard American diet. So you can think of protein or meat as a star with five spikes on it. And it attaches to stuff like the starch he eats or the sugar or whatever and creates huge particles and clogs up things. Hmm. So in and of itself, the meat won't clog it up. But because of the other things that we can deduce are in his diet. <laughs> deduce? <laughs> the meat acts as a focus, yes. <laughs> like Colombo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One last question before I let go. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, here is Karen. She's raising two teenage two teenagers, 13 and 15. Well, she should eat yeah, some just cow's feet right off the bat, right? Or the liver. And, they, <laughs> and they, they, they both, they're both tall, and they both have stretch marks on their skin. One of them is actually... There you go, you got it right, the cow's feet. See, cow's feet, so they mark, surprise me. There's also the concern of cavities in their teeth. Both of them have cavities. Same cause, cow's feet. Yeah. I start asking, I start making cow foot broth, and I'm adding pig skin, they will drink two cups a day without too much and too much problems. Complaint, since it's okay tasting. What else can I do to get rid of the stretch marks? I wonder how long Karen's been doing this because this should work, right? No, 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 no. Karen, Karen's not telling us the whole story. So let me help you with the rest of the story. Uh, first of all, get rid of the pigskin. Don't send a boy to do a man's job. Cow feet. Second, Karen, let's fix your cow foot recipe. Put the cow feet in your pot. Fill it with water only half as deep as the cow feet. Then cook and make your soup. You got weak soup. If you had uh, stronger soup, you would see a dramatic improvement, like in days, really? in your teeth, for example. Wow. What's the difference between cow feet and ham hocks? You know, we can get the pig's feet. Oh, that's just so the a, animal is the big difference. Yeah, the the, sorry, one's a pig and one's a cow. <laughs> I just, so the, the material you're going to get from the cow is much stronger. It's going to be much stronger. Yeah, yeah. And these kids are growing, and the problem is they're like a spindly plant with no nutrition. It just grows, but the stalk is weak. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I've never seen. Well, I've never asked really cows feed at the farmers market with these beef purveyors. I'll have to ask them on Wednesday and see if they. Yeah, so people are getting back to me and telling me that the government has decided for health reasons they're not allowing skin to be sold on animals because it's just unsanitary. Yes, yes, I know. Well, I'm glad they're looking out for us. God love them. I just really am glad. Yeah. Dr. Daniels, I love your turpentine and sugar recipe, but the sugar causes pain in my teeth. Do you have a castor oil turpentine recipe that has effective, is as effective as your sugar? So, uh, the sugar should not even be touching the teeth. That's number one. Number two, the amount of sugar is quite minuscule, a teaspoon and a half. Most people, in the course of a day, uh, even eating half a piece of fruit, get far more sugar than that. So if indeed it is, uh, let's just say it's not touching the person's teeth, they're getting kind of teeth-type symptoms, then the real problem is malnutrition in another dimension. So in other words, they're, they're lacking water, which would dilute the sugar or they're lacking connective tissue, which would strengthen the teeth. Hmm. Hmm. But if you can't, if it's the turpentine sugar is, is, is bothering your teeth, then the problem is your teeth. Hmm. But let's take the next step and give them a castor oil recipe. Um, so there's two castor oil, well, let me just give you the one that you're asking for. So castor oil and turpentine 
I am not a huge uh, fan of that. But you can take like two tablespoons of castor oil and a half teaspoon of turpentine and just uh, mix it together. Put down the hatch. And folks, let me, I can give you a little tip on how to do this without it tasting yucky, and I'm good at it. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Oh, great. So what I do is I take a teaspoon of turpentine and a big spoon, and then dump enough castor oil on top of it, you know, so the spoon doesn't spill over, so I don't know how much castor oil is in there. Right. Mix it up right. a little bit. This is so much fun. And then you pour it on your tongue, and you do it Ooh. without the tongue touching. Without the without that castor oil touching anything, because that's where the taste buds are in your cheek, not your tongue. And then you take some good liquid and you go. You get it swirling around, and then you go boom, and you swallow, and you don't taste a thing, not one speck. An Ayurvedic doctor taught me that years ago to take castor oil. You can do it without a tasting. It's pretty fun. Try it. Let me know how you do. I love castor oil internally. Boy, my little, you know, it's just kind of, everything feels gooey down there and just slippery, you know? It's not, I'm not, I don't like it. You don't like it? Yeah, you don't like it. So you use sugar. How often do you turpentine today? Um, About three times a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like it because of the uh, taekwondo and the splits and stuff, and it makes it easier to be more flexible. And so I don't have any kind of... uh, aches or pains anywhere. How does turpentine affect flexibility? Are we going to show off the splits? Oh, sure, baby. Whatever you want to do. Well, before you do that, <laughs> why? How does turpentine... We have so many emails, though. Can you stay a little bit longer than two hours? Uh, let me check. Because... I am not in charge here. Cause it we, appears so. Then you can de- stay longer? Okay, we have yeah. a lot of emails and people will be disappointed. They've been, <laughs> I'm not saying we can answer them all, but I can well, stay longer. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so before the split, how does um, turpentine affect the flexibility? What's going on there physiologically? It dissolves the crud in the joints. Really? That creates the friction in the joints. Yeah, cruddy joints. Really? Yeah. Pretty cool. No wonder you, yeah. no wonder you take it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I think we've got the, uh, uh, yeah, there we go. I can put you on a big screen, too. I keep doing that. I don't want to do that. Okay. Oh, you can't see. We have to move the camera down a little bit. I can't believe you can even do this. When I grow up, I'm going to be able to do this. Pretty flexible. Why is this camera not? Okay, just move oh, it straight down, sweetie, from there. Straight down. That a girl. I think that's going to work. I don't know. Okay. Is it working? Can you see? Oh, yeah. Let me take the title off your your thing, and then I, we can see. Hold on. I'm getting pretty, I'm getting pretty right, good at this. Go. Hold on. Hold on. I can still see the title. Yeah, I, I know. I'm trying to. Oh, give me a Work with me here. Give me a break. A little warm up stretch. Okay. Okay. Whoa. I can't. Whoa. That is so crazy. Straight out yeah, like that. Side, other side, other okay. Side. We have to do a little warm up stretch. Yeah. And then you just kind of go. Wow, 
man. Beautiful. Whoa. How long did it take you from the time you decided you wanted to do that until you could get there? Plane split on one side took six weeks. I'm sorry? A plane split Mm -hmm. on one side took six weeks. Then it took another eight weeks to get another, I'm sorry, another two more weeks to get the split on the other side. And then to get to where I could pull that heel up like that took another four weeks probably. That was Pulling the leg up is harder than getting the split. Yeah. So, and, and why do you do this other than it's fun to have a challenge and do it? What, what are the benefits for you? Oh, it totally releases your hips. So now you're mobile, you're flexible, mm-hmm. and you're not going to fall. Mm-hmm. And so you have the flexibility in your hips so that if you, if, you're, if you do lose your balance, the hip joints loosen up so that leg can move forward quickly and get right under you. My, that's so much so fun. The reason people fall is their weight is not over their legs and they can't get their leg out in front of them quick enough to get their leg you know, under their, their weight. Mm-hmm. And so if you have the stiffness, then you, you can't move that leg forward. Excellent. Now, another thing I'll show you is... Oh, okay. I can bend over and put my palms on the floor easily. Right. All the way down. Yeah, all the way down. And what that does, you can see at the point at which I'm bending over, I have two feet on the floor and two hands. That's four points of contact. All you need to keep from falling is uh, two points of contact, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two or three. Mm-hmm. So if you trip, then, and you're able to put your palms on the on the ground, you can literally... Put your palms on the ground, bend your elbows t- to uh, absorb the shock, push back, and you're back up on your feet in, in less than five seconds. Yeah. And that's happened to me a lot. The, the ground here is, is very uneven. There's holes everywhere. Um, and so, you know, people of all ages, anybody, you know, can trip or stumble. But if you have the flexibility, you can recover quickly. And you don't have a disaster. You don't uh, hit the ground. And a lot of people, when they fall, they break the wrists. called a college fracture. Boom. The reason they break the wrist is because the wrist is not flexible. So if the wrist could bend like this, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't break. But I've talked to people my age, and they've told me that their wrist only, can only move like this. That's it. Mm. Well... Once it moves as far as it can, the extra force is transferred to the bone and the bone breaks. And this is why Japanese women, for example, have very thin, very thin bones, very weak bones compared to American women, but they don't have fractures. And that's because of their flexibility. Flexibility. Wow. To this question, I found on eBay a tincture and loose herbs called Okwu, Epoli Bill Periformin. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, epilobium. Uh, epilobium. The first word is epilobium. What's the second one? Parviflorum. P-A-R-V-I-F-L-O-R-U-M. 
from Romania. That sounds like small willow flower. Maybe so. It's well, it's a, from Romania. It says you can use it for prostate health. Is this the same as small willow flower? Huh? And can you? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, wow, wow. So uh, dark hair is is tied in with with prostate. I guess it would be right for guys, right? Ah, interesting. Yeah. And balding, yeah. Yeah, and loss of hair too. Interesting. So that's what it is. Okay, figure that one out pretty quick. Hi, Dr. Daniels and Patrick. My sister has multiple sclerosis, and we wanted to yeah. know how can she control the shaking and what type of diet should she be on? Is there any herbs or vitamins that could help as well? She doesn't take any meds for MS because they make her worse. She's actually doing better without it. Oh, good for her. The black squid ink. It contains the melanin, the dopamine, and the neurotransmitters that you need to fix the problem. The dose is about a teaspoon a day, and you can't just take it. No. You have to heat it in at least three ounces of water, probably more, and stir it in with some kind of carb. Usually pasta is what it's taken with. I'll be done. So it wants to be with pasta, otherwise it's too strong, Dr. D.? No, it somehow requires the carb in order to uh, be metabolized and work better. So if you just take it and spoon it, swallow it down, you're not going to feel well. It's like, uh, idea. Yeah. So don't do that. But if you mix it in at least three ounces of water and you, uh, you know, have it with pasta, then that goes very nice. And obviously you can chop some green onions on that, throw in some soy sure. sauce, make it edible, you know, you know, you can dress it up. The other thing what I do is when I take it is I add more water than that so that I have actually have more soup uh, or liquid than I have uh, pasta. Do you think there's any health benefits to um, the black uh, squid pasta ink stuff they sell? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm taking it myself. Oh, do you? And I use it for the people. Yeah. It blocks all of the uh, ionizing and non-ionizing radiation. So the reason I don't even bother with iodine anymore. Hmm. Um, it also uh, repairs the brain, gets rid of like the restless leg syndrome at night, the twitching, wow. um, all that stuff. It just it, it regulates a whole nervous system. Oh, I'm going to get some. I've never even tried that. Is it, is it okay? It's very, yeah. extremely inexpensive. Yeah. And you can just fix it up like, like you do pasta with olive oil or garlic, whatever you want. Yeah. That's overkill, but I'm just telling you, you need the water and the pasta. No, I had the okay. You can chop some vegetables in there. Well, you could, I, mean, I don't even know why you're putting the oil in there. I wouldn't put olive oil. I'd put maybe roasted sesame oil or something. I mean, give yourself some flavor. I'm Italian, girl. What do you What do you expect? Come on. Oh, uh, Italian, yes. Excuse me. <laughs> well, put in some Italian herbs to prevent. Okay. A couple of months ago, Dr. Daniel suggested I skip pig ears and feet and buy beef tendons and cow feet for the connective tissue problems I've been experiencing for a number of years. I was able to find a source for grass-fed beef and I received the tendons. I've yet to order the cow feet. I was wondering though, how much of the tendons or cow feet soup should I eat a day and how frequently? Is there a time frame in which I should expect it? Any improvements? Not implemented anything? <laughs> <laughs> you know how people are. They want to yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know, it's funny. As much as you can bear. Um, so what I do is I take a couple pounds of tendons and just boil them up in a pot, and they just explode. They get so big and huge. 
All right, so you boiled up these tendons, you got them in the pot, and then what I do is I take uh, the tendons pot and I put them in a uh, cake pan lengthwise. This is the point at which if you want to throw in some flavor or herbs or something, you could, but out of laziness or whatever, I don't. Oh, put some cellophane in the pan to make your job easier. Okay, so now you put the tendons in, you've laid them down, you pack them in, fold the cellophane over and put it in the fridge. Now you've got this liquid in the pot. That liquid in the pot you should use to make a soup. You know, throw in some, uh, mm -hmm. you know, flavored herbs of Provence, Italian seasoning, whatever, some carrots and whatever. Eat, eat it. Okay. Meanwhile, you've got the stuff in the fridge. It's going to solidify. I slice it in about one-inch slices, and I'll just take a slice and toss it into whatever I'm heating up that day. Hmm. And what do the tendons do? <laughs> okay. What do the tendons do? When you eat those? It strengthens your tendons and uh, rebuilds your joints ah. and gets your muscles working. Here's an email from Kevin. After your milk fast debacle that you explained in your <laughs> March 20th video, three questions. <laughs> Why and yes. how did your organs dissolve? Did your organs dissolve? And I was your body like renewing them because of the milk fast? Was there not enough lactose in the milk to provide the carbs for you? And are you admitting that you don't know everything yet and are experimenting on yourself? <laughs> well, none of us know everything. Well, your body runs out of carbs. It starts to, uh, cannibalizing itself and destroying the muscle and the organs in order to get that fuel and energy so that you don't die. And if you persist in that physical exercise, whatever it is, then you will die, a la Jim Fix. So... Uh, for me, I sat down immediately and said, oh, this is not good. <laughs> They're not going good. And, yeah. And, I mean, immediately I provided myself with uh, to sugar uh, to revive myself, but then I got somebody to kill a, kill a goat for me and boil up all the organs. <laughs> and um, You're hardcore. What are you going to do, <laughs> do, man? <laughs> <laughs> lady's got to do what the lady's got to do. So um, I kill, kill drank a goat. Yeah, <laughs> I drank the broth and then um, took home the organs and I ate the organs over the next four or five days. And now I feel back to normal. Just back to normal. So you're not going to do a milk fast any longer again. I, no. Well, listen, we're Well, all, if I do, I'm not going to. I'm going to do it on a time where I'm not doing type one day, no. where I'm actually going to be able to rest and fast. Yeah. And to Kevin, you know, we all experiment all the time. That's what we do. For a living, right? I'm always experimenting, and that's what we well, do. Well, I would like to say, even those who don't make their living doing what we do, they are experimenting on themselves by just obeying whatever they, whatever somebody else tells you to do. <laughs> yeah, or you're going to the grocery store to buy whatever the government allows you, permits you to buy. So, yeah, whatever you you're doing. You don't think you're experimenting on yourself. You're not paying attention. What can I do for hair loss, uh, writes uh, Dana. Diana, oh, we have a girl here uh, doing lots of... A lot you can do for hair loss, but mm. um, number one, so I experienced my worst hair loss, I mean darn near balding, and you can, you can look at my hair, you can see how thick it is now. Yeah, wow. There was a time when I could bend like this, and you could see my scalp, that's how thin it was. Really? And that's when I was on a raw food diet, and I had to say, you know what? And, oh, my teeth were getting loose as well. And so, you know what? I'm just not going to go to my grave bald and toothless. Just not going to do not it. Not going to do it. So I started eating cooked food, and it stopped the hair loss. It helped. 
But this thick hair that you're seeing here, that's from eating meat. I mean, you're going to have to eat your liver and you're going to have to eat your um, connective tissue, mm-hmm. which would be, I don't know, pig's feet or pig ears. Now, that's not what you wanted to hear. What you really wanted to hear is what herb you could buy. So let me give you some herbs to buy. <laughs> People just want to do it. That's too complicated for me. Give me something easy. Okay. A biotin. Uh, 10,000 micrograms or 10 milligrams a day. Biotin? Uh, just take one a day, uh, biotin. Um, you can also take the small little flower herb. It works wonders. The only problem is it's difficult to use because you do have to make a tea. And it's um, two cups of tea twice a day, basically. That's mm-hmm. And each tea, each cup of tea, you add a teaspoon of herb, paper mm-hmm. teaspoon of herb. So that um, helps... Uh, bringing the hair um, thicker. The other thing you have to look at is what are you doing to your hair? What are you putting on your hair? Um, I would definitely stop using any and all commercial products on your hair. Just don't do it. Um, so you can use either Sha Ka Kai powder, S-H-A-K-A-K-A-I powder. You just add water to it, uh, warm water to it. About, mm, well, it depends on length of your hair, but two tablespoons per uh, cup of water, warm water, let it sit for a few minutes, and then you just put it on your hair and you uh, hmm. rub it in, and it gets in and detoxifies and cleans the roots of your hair to get your follicles. Wow. Uh, Can you spell that yeah. again, the shy S? Shaka Kai powder, S-H-A-K-A-K-A-I, Shaka Kai powder. Now, this is uh, from India, yeah. and... Uh, when they translate things into English, they often have several spellings. So that's just one of the spellings. I see. So you make a you make a goo with it and put it on your hair. It's a powder. You no, it's not a goo. If it's goo, then you not put enough water in it. Okay. You would just want like so two tablespoons in a cup will not make a goo. It'll be very watery. I see. Yeah. Now the other thing is, if it gets in your eyes, it will sting your eyes. So either you know, tip your head back clean or tip your head forward whatever it takes to keep it out of your eyes or put a cloth over your eyes whatever you have to do people have complained that it stings their eyes and so what can I tell you it's not baby shampoo it's not baby shampoo okay <clears throat> um, here's some questions can ivermectin be used for cold sores it could be but it's not going to work not going to so, if you have cold sores, you have malnutrition. You get a connective tissue deficiency. So you need to eat more connective tissue. Your skin will get uh, stronger, and you'll stop getting cold sores. This whole herpes thing is a is a uh, hoax. Everyone has herpes. Herpes does not cause cold sores. Cold sores are caused by basically not enough connective tissue. Your body says, oh, we can just leave this gap in the skin here. We need the connective tissue someplace else. Okay. Um... What do you recommend for chronic constipation? I think she has an answer for you. Yay! <laughs> tried everything, including... Oh, wait a minute. He said they tried everything, including Vitality Capsules. Well, they just didn't take did enough. Did you try extra strength? And did, you, and did you take more than, you know... Because sometimes... You have to take whatever it takes. Some people will take one or two or three, but there are people who need as many as 10 or 11 or even 12 a day. Whoa. 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 Exactly. Whoa. Whoa. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're hydrated and you want to increase your vitality capsules to whatever it takes. Now, the other reason for not having bowel movements is 
of course, diet can be a factor, but exercise can be a factor too. When I started doing these splits and leg exercises, I was like, whoa, I'm about to lose my stuff here. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Literally, uh, I had to take like three bathroom breaks an hour during my exercise sessions. And so uh, a lot of our modern day constipations from our lifestyle, which is as we are doing right now, sitting. Sitting, which we do. We sit. Uh, morning from Nebraska. Um, I'm just texting my internet guy because we got a few things going. Uh, my husband's got high blood pressure and he drinks a ton of water every day. So why would that be? His sodium level is low, probably because of all the water he drinks. And he's also on some pills for brain fog and another for depression, plus caffeine pills to stay awake. Okay, well, he's got some things going on. I think we found the answer there. So high blood pressure is caused by the drugs he's taking. He's got to stop the drugs. Hmm. So ditch the caffeine pills for staying awake. Stop that. Stop that. And eat liver instead. So the liver will lower his blood pressure and keep him awake. Uh, And he's got some antidepressants. He can ditch those. Just forget it. The uh, liver will help with the, with the depression, and if it doesn't do enough for him, he can upgrade to uh, some brain. And brain generally would cure his depression in less than three days. The dose is two ounces a day. The fat. No. The uh, brain. You no, know, I know. It's a cholesterol. But, yeah, so it's, but, not, it's not the saturated fat. It's not the triglyceride. It's cholesterol. Now, a lot of people think, think of cholesterol as a fat, but it's actually a sterile, and it's used... It's, as the building block for steroids. So it's kind of in a different classification um, from carbs and protein and fats. Just say it. Just say So the reason for uh, depression is lack of neurotransmitters, lack of just brain material. And so if he uh, takes cholesterol, again, two ounces a day, it usually takes three days, people are like, what was I depressed about? Oh my God, this is stupid. So it's just that uh, striking. So the reason he's still having issues is because of his drugs. He needs to let go of his drugs. As for his salt situation, if you're going to drink a ton of water, I'm not sure how much that is, but you should take a ton of salt. Not sure a how ton much of that salt. is either. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'll just put it this way. For the first half gallon of water you drink a day, half gallon to a gallon, usually it's not a problem. But after that, you should drink about um, two teaspoons of salt per quart. And so maybe you can start by feeding him some salty soups, uh, vegetable soups. So if you drink lots and lots of water with not enough salt, the water just goes through you, kind of? It dilutes the salt in your body. Hmm. Water cannot go through you in the sense that in order to leave, it has to take salt with it. So if you put in a ton of uh, water, and obviously you have to pee out what you put in, it's going to pull out salt with it. So unless you're salting your food very, very heavily, you're going to end up with a little salt. Gotcha. Um, here is CJ. I have a cyst bump on my mom's pubis. It has opened and drained, but there is still a lump down there about the size of a dime, and it is itchy. I've been applying warm compresses and cleaning this area with P-O-V-I-D-O-N-E. Is there anything oh, God, no. Okay. Um, is there anything else I can do to make it go away completely? 
You look, Leave it alone. You look fabulous, by the way, is what, what CJ said. You look fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. So mix about uh, five drops of lavender oil with a tablespoon of castor oil and just put it right on there. Hmm. Or you could dab it with turpentine. But the real problem is your underwear. Oh. And your pants. Oh. So um, stop wearing both. And wear a <laughs> <beg> skirt. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, what's happening is the material is, is rubbing against your private parts. Oh. And so if you can just give them a rest, you know, I mean, if you must wear underwear, wear loose boxer short type underwear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely skip the pants, wear um, a, a non-fitted skirt, you know, maybe with a few pleats or something. And that'll help. And it should be gone pretty quickly. What is povidone that she's using? It's on iodine. It's that dark brown stuff they use in, sur in the surgic surgical suite where they scrub your skin before they cut it. Don't do that. Okay. Not in a delicate place. <laughs> no. Um. Um. Okay. You losing your questions? I'm well. Some of these are like 12 pages. Let me oh. see if I got it. Oh, here. yeah. You know what I mean? Get to the question mark and read that one. So okay. See what we can do. Someone is on Lasix and diuretics to prevent water buildup in the lungs and around the heart, not drinking many liquids, and lying in the hospital on oxygen. Oh, this is a dear friend. Okay. So, just somebody that's trying to help somebody who's in the hospital. Um, I don't understand the question. Well, so we have to take a look at the situation. This person has gotten himself in a situation where they're in a hospital, they got swollen legs, they're on oxygen, and they're probably on a whole bunch of drugs. Also, let me add, 20% of his heart left and on a pacemaker. <laughs> God love him. I've been here before. So this person intubated yet? Are they are they uh, is it on a ventilator or no? They're in a hospital on oxygen. Um, uh, a mask. Yeah. But they're not in a ventilator. No tube down. Okay. So I had a patient like this, and I just I thought he was a goner. He was twenty percent, fifteen percent. Yeah. They had the oxygen on him, and he was swelling up with all these drugs. And so his uh, daughter, who I grew up with as a kid. Knocks on my door at 7 p.m. I just got back from the office and I am exhausted, looking forward to getting rest. She says, Hurry, you gotta come to the hospital. They're trying to kill my father in law. You gotta save him. I said, Maybe I have to save him, but not till morning. And you have to pay me. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. We'll pay you, we'll pay you. Because, you know, she's that kind of person. So it turned out, uh, so I, I go see him, and sure enough, things look really bad. I mean, his face is blown up where you can barely make out his. Facial features. This guy's full of water. We had to take him off all hospital food, all hospital water. And literally, the family brought in distilled water and brought in homemade organic food, vegan too, I might add. Um, and we put him on one um, B complex 50, just one. That's it. And so I just told the doctor, just, you know, Whatever medicines you think he needs. He was in four days off all medicines, off oxygen, dumped 30 pounds of water, and was walking around demanding his keys. Wow. 
Wow. So basically, they're killing him in the hospital there. And this guy is this, I mean, he's allowing them to feed him. He's allowing them to provide him water. He's accepting the drugs we're giving him. She yeah. said he requested a laxative, finally got his colon moving, at which point he fell into a deep sleep for the first time in days. Okay. And um, she's, so she's asking, what, are, what about vitality capsules uh, to get rid of the years of buildup in his, his extended belly? And is there anything else? I mean, who wouldn't want to sell? Who wouldn't want to sell vitality capsules? So yeah, throw maybe throw a couple of those at him. But really, you, this guy's got an emergency. They're killing him with the food and water they're giving him. I don't think she understands. You got to get out of there, right? <laughs> or at least no hospital water and no hospital food. You have to put someone right at his bedside. So when they hand him water, that person can snatch it, take it away, and pour him some distilled water and hand him that. And so when they bring a tray, that person can throw the tray in the trash and hand them the food that the family cooked. Hmm. This is, and this is really what the family did. They had 24-7 vigilance. Wow. While someone had to go to go home and go to sleep, she came back and found a food tray in the room. She hit the roof. Oh, my God. But um, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Does Dr. Daniel think Alzheimer's is also related to high estrogen and low progesterone? Not possible. Well, let me correct myself. If you're taking drugs from your doctor, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know what they're doing, right? I mean, God, you know. Right. But let's just, if you've got Alzheimer's, you want to get rid of it, eat some cow brain. That's the, end of, that's, that's the whole long discussion right there. Wow. Now, as to what causes Alzheimer's, blah, 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 blah. I mean, yeah, we could talk about it forever, but just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I've tried it. A vegan diet will not cure Alzheimer's. I've tried it. But now, now I understand why a vegan diet will not cure Alzheimer's. Because you, there's no cholesterol. Where do you think our listeners in the real world, because you live in fantasy land in Panama. Absolutely, yes. Uh, can, can find cow brains. I mean, where would they where would they get those? Do you know? These people are so unresourceful. <clears throat> they don't understand how bad off they are. Okay, you got Alzheimer's, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Listen, you got Alzheimer's. Or even worse, you're the child of someone who's got Alzheimer's. And you have got to interrupt your life and lose anywhere from two to $20,000 in income to go and help them out. How much is it going to cost you to get someone to kill a cow and hand you the brain? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, you know, you know it's interesting. I asked um, the, my pig person, and since he gets the pig slaughtered at a place he doesn't do that himself they're not allowed to sell the pig brain isn't that weird that's right. isn't that weird that's right <clears throat> and every country the person who owns the cow is not allowed to slaughter the cow and that person has to take it to a government facility for slaughter that will not give that person certain parts the government forbids the distribution of that's so weird, man. You just got to do stuff yourself, right? You got to buy the whole buy the whole cow head mm-hmm. and get a hatchet and do the dirty deed yourself. <laughs> or uh, let's see here. Wow. Get the right screen. Window screen. <clears throat> I think it's window. Uh, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a screen where I can go look for you <coughs> and find it, but I can't get out of full screen mode here. Do you <laughs> have any advice on that? Maybe I should look under view. I'm sorry, what What do you need, babe? I'm trying to um, 
get out of the full screen. Oh, I, I can, found it. I can get you out of the full screen. I mean... No, no, I just did. I just did. Oh, oh I see. For yourself. Okay. So, you, pig brain will work too. So, pig brain frozen is what you want to look for. Oh, frozen. And here we are. Frozen pig brains. Yep, pork brains. They're everywhere. On the internet? Yeah. Cool. Frozen pork brains whole, fresh meat and seafood. Regular price, $3. That's not going to bust the budget, I don't think. No. Multiple frozen pork brains for culinary use. That's Alibaba. They're not doing too well lately. Let's try this other sport. <laughs> Alibaba. <laughs> That's one in China, right? Yeah. It's Mark, markstall.sg. Pig brain, pork brain from Indonesian pigs slaughtered in Singapore. What? They only give me one piece in a packet. A pig brain uh, weighs only three ounces. All right, so I'm writing twelve dollars. So you can find it if you just just no. you know, just get resourceful. So frozen pro pig brains will work as well as cow brains. So try and get that. If you're really stuck, you can't get any of those. You can try uh, bull testicles; they're easier to get. Mountain. Is that what they're called? Uh, or would you you could, I, you could either Google Rocky Mountain oysters or bull testicles. Yeah, they even got recipes for the oysters, but let's just buy some. Sure, let's just buy some. Oh, they would smoke them for you. Oh, good. I tried to smoke a bull oyster one time. I couldn't keep it lit. One right over head. Okay, Rocky Mountain oysters. Where to buy Rocky Mountain oysters? Thank you. Publix supermarket. Publix. They're in Vestavia Hills, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're in Florida. They're Public all over. Supermarket, Walmart yeah. Supercenter, North Carolina, Whole Foods. You can sell them. No kidding. Well, yeah, Publix are all over Florida, South uh, Alabama. One pound exotic meat, 20 pounds. Exoticmeatmarkets.com. Hmm. Oh, wait. Bison. Rocky Mountain oysters. You got to buy five pounds, but for $24, five pounds, it's a sale. At Exotic Meat Markets. You might eat them again. At ExoticMeatMarkets.com from Bison. This one is BlackWing.com, quality meats. Okay. Well, we don't, we don't have to keep going. People can figure this out. They can figure it out. Yeah. Be yeah. persistent. Just got to get creative here. Uh, short of having surgery, Sarah wants to know, what does Dr. Daniels recommend to fix inverted nipples? I was born with them, oh, but I've always been unhappy with how they look. Well, I wonder how that happened. Let's talk about a surgery to fix inverted nipples. I'm sorry? Let's talk about the surgery to fix inverted nipples. Okay, let's do that. Nothing may have changed since I last checked. Yeah. But... Fix inverted nipples. They snip off the nipple that you have. Oh. But wait. Then they take your earlobe, they take a wedge out of it, and they slice it and, you know, blah, 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 and sew it in there. So now you've gotten rid of the inverted nipple, which not everybody sees, and you create a disfigured earlobe, which everybody sees. So let's talk about another way to get rid of this inverted nipple. You gotta up your up your hormone game here. Oh. Yeah. 
a combination of uh, connective tissue, which is what the nipple is made of, and really press the whole estrogen thing. So that would be uh, increase your liver, increase your bull, bull testicles, and increase uh, those of your squeamish. You can eat gelatin, quarter cup a day, or you could eat um, pig ears. I would go for pig ears, about a half pound a day of pig ears. I would try that. Um, I would, under no circumstances, resort to surgery. Just my opinion. I, I don't know the nature of your sex life is or what you do with your breasts, but hmm. uh, once you get your nipples uh, excised, things don't feel the same anymore. Yeah. So I would go... I would, I would go for that. And if you're on a low-fat diet, no, don't do that. Eat some bacon. That's what I would say. Okay. Wow. My question is about low-carb eating, writes Jenny. There are many people, including, uh, I don't know, talk about the benefits of high-saturated fat, low-carb eating. Many of these health right. professionals discuss the benefits of eating more animal produce including fish high fats avoiding vegetables and seed oils and going very very low and with the carbs which are major causes of many diseases they claim other low carb high fat promoters go even further and say they eat barely only vegetables as vegetables have carbs is this all quite extreme question mark what are your thoughts hmm. it depends on where you're sitting you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so uh I'll tell you my, my global big picture thoughts. We're just emerging from a 20-year period of vegetarianism, veganism, blah, blah, blah. And so people really went into that, and many of them developed severe nutritional deficiencies that can only be remedied by eating meats because, of course, they didn't eat meats for 20 years. Yeah. I'm one of them. And so as I emerged from being vegan, I literally had to, I mean, suck in, I'm telling you, one to three pounds of meat a day to revive myself. And... Um, so that's really where this whole meat thing is coming from, this low-carb movement. Now, the next question is, the other problem is everyone's trying, trying to sell you something, right? So these low-carb people ultimately at the end of the day are trying to get you to subscribe to their meat, pa meat package every month program, or they're trying to get you to buy their processed protein, pea protein or something. Yeah. And so you've got to resist any appeal to get you to consume processed food. And then you need to take a look at your situation. If you're feeling perfectly fine, keep eating what you're eating, whatever it is. If you're not feeling perfectly fine, make a list of those things that are not perfectly fine. Then take a look at your diet. Put the vegan diet over here on one hand, the all meat diet on one hand, and see what elements of either one is missing from your diet. Maybe you have, you're trying to lower your cholesterol. But if you lower your cholesterol, you're definitely gonna get stupid even if you are eating fish. So what has happened is people are attaching themselves to a lot of very dangerous numerical health targets, whether it's the hemoglobin A1C of 4, which is very low, or um, you know, a blood pressure of 110 over 80, or cholesterol under 200. These are all things that will destroy your health, just by the way. So you've got to focus more on your quality of life. You know, what's going on in your life? What do you want to do? do you, is there a mountain you want to climb? Can't get up the mountain? Okay, fine. You need to get a diet that'll get you up the mountain. 
You want to be able to play with your three-year-old grandkids. What do you want? You want to get on the ground with them? What diet do you need to get on the ground and play with them? So that's the way to think of it. Okay. This anecdotal, but I met a uh, friend who I hadn't seen for years at the farmer's market, and he looked kind of peaked and not well and talking with him, and he said, I just can't even remember sometimes when I walk in uh, the room what I went in for, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, that's so normal in the United States, yeah. by the way. And I asked him, I said, well, <clears throat> I think you should eat some more fat and things like that, and uh, so what's your diet like? He said, oh, I've been vegan for about uh, 10 years. Okay, you can remember his name. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, God love him. So I told yeah. him, I told him, I, you know, I'll see if he if he buys into it. You know what I told him. Interesting. Wow. Would you please ask Dr. Daniels what she would suggest for someone who took the jab, now is dizzy for over one and a half years, has slurred speech, uses a walker, and the doctors can't can't find anything wrong with her. Well... My mom is hard-headed and won't take anything outside the box. Is there any easy thing you could suggest that could help her from Tom? So mom nothing took- in the box. Yeah, there's nothing in the box that's going to help her. And I would just say drive her to get her booster. She's probably ready for that, too. So at some point, you just have to give people love and kindness. Hmm. And to try and get this lady um, to eat cow brain to fix her neurological system would be probably cruel and unusual punishment. Hmm. She's not going to break the law, ask someone else to break the law, do something that would be quasi-disapproved of. You know, she's not there. So unless you're, you value your health more than obedience, um, then, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, my, my mother took the jab. She got double jabbed. Did she? And so, Yeah. Wow. The grandkids, you know, all ganged up on her. They all worked for the government and told her, oh, you got to get the shot. You got to get the shot. So they all got jammed up. And, you know, that's their thing. How's she doing? So she's doing okay just, with I, it? What I would do, well, you know, she was really sick and not doing very well for like three weeks after, but looks like she's recovered. But all I'm saying is, you're mother, if that's who this person is, is an adult. She's made an adult decision. There's adult consequences. You're an adult. And what you need to do is understand that your relationship with this person's adult, I mean, you care about them, you love them, is to help them have a pleasant, as pleasant a life as possible. And part of that is giving them um, acceptance and kindness and love. And that's what you need to give her right now. Maybe you need to look at her walker and say, hey, Mom, I think if you had some wheels on that walker, that'd be really nice. Think at her walker with wheels. No. Jane uh, wants to know, can the ginger tea eye wash be taken along with glaucoma drops? Are there any interactions <laughs> to, the con- to be concerned if about? Taking, if you're hooked on glaucoma drops, let me tell you, you just keep going with your drops. Don't even worry about mixing tea. Just forget it. <laughs> Really, not good. I would not take them with the glaucoma. I wouldn't take glaucoma drops. They read the side effects of your glaucoma drops. That's crazy. But if you're just devoted to your glaucoma drops and you're not ready to drop the glaucoma drops, forget the tea. Don't even worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Are there any Are there any prescription medicines that actually do anything other than hurt people? I mean, geez. I've been looking. I maybe ivermectin. Ivermectin once a month is probably a good idea. But ivermectin is not. But even that's not prescription. That's not prescription either. I mean, you can get it at the feed store. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know of any prescription medicines. I don't have any in my house. I don't take them. I just have, I just have, I have ivermectin I got from the feed store. That's it. Wow. And what, just big picture, what does ivermectin do for just a normal person? For the normal person, what ivermectin does is it gets rid of worms so that the worms don't o- overcome you and cause premature aging, like wrinkles and forgetfulness and weakness. Hmm. Anything else? It's a worm thing? Oh. It also <laughs> um, prevents sexually transmitted diseases. So if you want to stop using condoms, take your ivermectin. I know. Okay. <laughs> Did you take your ivermectin? Oh, God. Help us. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to take your ivermectin. The other person doesn't have to take it. It doesn't oh. matter. It's going to protect you. This, this socialist idea of medicine where I take drugs to protect you. That's like me eating my spinach to make you stronger. I know. I understand. I'm a type, former type 2 diabetic, now balanced, but have numb feet. What can I do to alleviate this? From Jill. Hmm. I'm glad she considers herself to be a former, as in it's over. That's type good. Two type That's two. good. She's on the right track. She's on the right <laughs> yeah, track. Yeah. I'm, a re- I'm type two for the rest of my life. I control it with diet. <laughs> yeah, you and the rest of us healthy people. <laughs> All right, so what are you going to do about this? Uh, again, if she does eat meat, cut it in half and double her vegetable. That's a good start. Check her hydration. Increase that. And then... Um, the final thing I'd recommend is to take bitters. Um, you can start the quarter teaspoon in a cup of water uh, once a day. Increase that to quarter teaspoon in a cup of water three times a day. Increase that to teaspoon in a cup of water three times a day. And somewhere along the way, as you gradually increase, you're going to start, all this phlegm is going to start coming up. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be painful, but all this phlegm is going to start coming up. And as the phlegm comes up, you will literally feel your feet numbness going away Hmm. and um once the phlegm starts pouring out of you stop the bitter stop the bitters and then once the phlegm clears resume the bitters at whatever dose you stopped and continue up to tablespoon a day and then um once you get to where no more phlegm is coming out you can stop the bitters and you might need to take a tablespoon a week or a tablespoon a month as maintenance what mechanism is working when you take digestive bitters for feet? Digestive bitters are, are dissolving all the uh, crud and wax in your bile ducts so it can flow out. And then it's unblocking your lymphatics so it can clear up all the obstructions down there in your feet. Wow. So it's a lymph thing, your feetsies, not a blood sugar thing. Well, the blood sugar cl- clogs up the lymph channels like glue mm-hmm. yeah it's immense yeah well, I hate it when that happens I bought, yes. uh, Vince says I bought pig ears from the grocery store what's the proper way to make and cook them what are pig ears benefits for the body how do you cook them okay so there are many ways to cook them a lot depending on how much energy and time and patience you have but if you've never had them before and you really want to have a positive experience <laughs> yes we like it. So now I'd say uh, take the pig ears, toss them in a pot, cover them with water, um, put in maybe one chopped leek, half cup of vinegar or some kind of wine, and um, 
some ginger, slices of ginger. Bring it to a boil, boil it for two minutes. Pull it out and scrub it. You will see it mysteriously gets squeaky clean under the water. Throw away that water you boiled in, clean out that pot. Put the pot back in the stove. This time, um, cover it, uh, I would say, to maybe halfway, half, half to three quarters way over. And I would pressure cook it for two hours. Mm. Wow. Um, you want to throw in your favorite seasoning. If, you, if you're a curry girl, throw in a tablespoon of curry. If you're an Italian seasoning person, throw in a tablespoon of Italian seasoning. Whatever seasoning you know you like, put it in there. And then put in a little bit of salt and maybe some chunks of carrot and potatoes. Hmm. And just uh, pressure cook it for two hours. Hmm. And then eat it. What was the date of the show that you found the information in 2013 oh okay i'll put i'll get the link that's the one that we were talking about earlier that i sent to uh to oh this. Yeah. yeah 2013 ah, amazing yeah. it's, it's a great show boy you just really went through it with this whole hydration and blood pressure and and uh, yeah. uh and uh, it was great so i'll find that and we'll ask lynn to put that link in the show page from your april 25th show um dr Oh, this is today, April 25th. Hi, Dr. D. What? i sorry. What makes a young woman sweat too much? How to resolve it? Oh, a young woman sweating. We don't have enough information, but I'll tell you her diet, basically. That's in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask but, Dr. I mean, I know she's eating some stuff to sort through it. Now, maybe she's taking drugs as well. And a lot of people don't consider, um, you know, cigarettes or alcohol to be drugs. So, but any of these things can cause sweating. So any type of uh, intoxication, your body sweats to try and get rid of it. The lady in Nebraska, do we remember her? She was saying about her her husband, right? Remember on high blood pressure medicine, high sodium levels, remember that? Um, he also, no, low sodium levels. Low sodium levels. He also takes brain fog and caffeine to stay awake. Well, then she just right. emailed back I forgot to tell Dr. Daniels that my husband's cholesterol level is always 140. Wow. And he's not on a statin. So what's up with that? The only way to be 140 is to be vegan or close to it. And so that is causing a total deterioration and collapse of the system. And that's causing his lack of energy and his um, lack of intelligence. He's basically his body is just falling apart. So he needs to... Um, I would say stop all of these drugs for sure and um, eat some liver and, you know, the organ meats. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're almost there. Thanks for hanging in with us. Um, question for Dr. Daniels. I mixed the mini beet protocol with turpentine for a day and saw black hair-like things in the toilet. Dead parasites, question mark, good things, question mark, lipomas. I've been getting them in in the ribs and back, which is where I suffer from constant spasms. Are lipomas caused by toxic buildup? They, they say they don't know the cause. They don't, but I can tell you the cause. So I started uh, patients on uh, anti-worm medicine, a.k.a. turpentine, and the lipomas shrank and went away. Really? One lady must have had, I don't know, 100 lipomas on her back under her skin. Whoa. So basically, every little lipoma you see is a parasite house. You are harboring these little 
visitors. And my girl Doodle's got a couple, and you you said I could just put a few drops on her topically, which I've been doing, and we'll see how how that goes. Um, oh, <clears throat> hmm. Cecilia has a 17-year-old daughter, plays basketball. She has an issue with inflammation of the parastronum, P-E-R. Thank, easy for you to say. Both tibias bones have something called peristalsitis, which is the dense connective tissues protecting and securing muscle fibers to the bone tissue. Inflammation. Can we get a name on the phone? Like, do we know if it's a knee or the ankle? Can we get a little help oh, here? Knee, see. ankle, or hip? Has an issue about? with inflammation in the peristalsis. Both tibia bones have some. Okay, okay. that would be the knee or the ankle. How can we heal the inflamed tibias peristalsis connective tissue? Hmm. Yeah. Do you understand? Okay. So the problem is the girl's playing basketball, so she's putting a lot of stress on these joints. So the joints are getting, uh, need to be repaired frequently by the body. So the quickest way for her to solve this problem will be to apply Vicks Vaporub topically to the painful area to cut the inflammation out the gate, and then to eat the quarter cup of gelatin a day. Hmm. The old gelatin. And that'll rebuild, yeah, it'll rebuild um, her, these areas. Now, the other problem, again, is she's playing basketball, which means after bats, my kids play basketball. So after the basketball game, win or lose, the coach takes the kids out to a junk food restaurant, like, I don't know, McDonald's or whatever. And that's a problem. She's got to stop, either stop going out with her teammates or stop eating that stuff. And they pump these kids full of Gatorade, which dissolves, uh, you know, it's sugar, right? Because sugar in it. So they pump them full of Gatorade, they pump them full of junk food, and they just destroy their bodies. And then, of course, have them work so hard at basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rain you hear in the background is rain i have some skin sagging and stretch mark issues i want to improve but i really just can't stomach pig ears is there a beef option perhaps you could recommend saggy skin she can do the she can do the beef gelatin quarter cup a day beef gelatin yeah that'll do it huh yeah quarter cup a day um, and then she can do the uh the rice the rice spray that we talked about ashley wants to know I'm interested in hearing the interviews you did with Dr. Jennifer Daniels a while back, mostly about pine spirits. Oh, that was our, our famous one where it got four million kabillion hits, right? I think really? It, oh, oh I, I mean, you can't believe it. It was like our number one podcast ever, which was that one we did. How many years ago was that? Do you remember when we did it on oh Turpentine? Gosh. It had to be close to 10. Was it? I think all you have to do is Google's uh uh, Turpentine with Dr. Jennifer Daniels, it'll come up, but I'll see if I can find it and we'll put it in the show page for you. But yeah, it's it's still out there, man. Um, let's see. I'm having trouble accessing her Vitality Capsules website. Do you have any information? Vitality about? Cycles. Oh, so maybe Vitality she's at the wrong spot. Maybe she's in the wrong place. Okay. Vitality Cycles, Ashley. And then you can get the regular or... Our, our extra strength. Right. All right. My husband flexes his right... came right up. Vitality capsules just went to Vitality Did it just go there? It should, it should work, right? Yeah, you should have your geek make sure Vitality capsules takes them to Vitality Cycles. 
You know what I mean? Does does it? I'm there. Oh well, see there you go. Okay. Um, I have many questions, but I'm just going to give you the most one that bothered me. My husband, as who's fifty, flexes his white foot every fifteen seconds for most of the night. Every night. I know it's every 16 or 21 seconds because I have counted for more than one night. He's a heavy snorer, too. Unless we use a CPAP machine, breathes very shallowly. Also, his nose has been broken for seven times. He thinks this is the root of his breathing issue, his broken nose. Wow. My question is, can I help him get better, more restful sleep? We're going to a doctor to fix his broken and reset get his... sleep. You've got to get restful sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, going to the doctor to fix his broken and reset his nose be a good thing to do. <laughs> okay. Also, I just got my vitality capsules and I'm starting today. Woohoo. Okay, well, here's a gal. She's on it. Okay. What do you do? What? A heavy snore. Would a, would a fixing his broken nose help? Poor guy. Yeah. He's not. He's not the one suffering. He's doing just fine, thank you. She's the. She's the one suffering. <laughs> she, that's right. That's right. She's the one suffering. So I have one client who gives her husband extra safe vitality capsules at night and stops snoring. Really? So why don't you just give that a go? Um, check with your husband. How often is he pooping? So you can give him some vitality capsules. The next thing you can do is you can give him the gelatin quarter cup a day. Um, the next thing, though, is the bitters get rid of all that phlegm that's blocking up uh, his area you know up here and causing him to snore um, the reason for snoring is there's an obstruction the reason for the obstruction is twofold one there's phlegm there and, and the air passes through and goes mm. the second though is the cartilage is so weak it's not holding the airway open when the person lays down so the gelatin will solve the problem of holding the airway open and the bitters will solve the problem of getting rid of the phlegm. So the bitters work on the biliary things in the in the gallbladder? And the lymph. And, and the, the lymph. lymph and connective tissue. Wow. Yeah, so what the bitters will do is first they'll clean out the liver, which is why I no longer recommend liver flushes because the bitters do a beautiful job without the stress. And then it will actually loosen up phlegm and um, immune lymphatic obstructions throughout this area everything yeah and then the legs yeah. the ankles every place wow. literally as you see the phlegm coming out of your body you can actually see your lumps going away hmm. bitters and it's that's really crazy you can yeah. See your, yeah you can see your skin getting softer because what's making your skin so stiff and hard is that blocked lymphatic tissue under the skin you're like oh my gosh oh my gosh well we we've got all of them except one Hi. Sore throats are such a pain for me. Please tell me everything you know about why they happen and how to treat them. He wants everything that you know about sore throats. Sore throats happen because, again, I hate to say connective tissue. Your throat doesn't have enough connective tissue, so the least little irritation makes it sore. It can't regenerate and um, you know, heal itself. If you're taking um, lemon juice, vitamin C, um, all of these uh, sour foods or whatever, those are all going to make your connective tissue in your throat weaker. Should you stop those? Probably. 
if you have a sore throat, the other thing to do is get a quarter cup of gelatin uh, daily. After about a week or two, you'll find that your throat's a lot stronger and it's not sore anymore. Now, your sore throat is just a symptom. You've got weak connective tissue in a few other places too. You don't need to tell us all of them. But um, what I'm trying to say is your body might choose to repair those other places first. And in any case, you'll definitely see an improvement within a few days. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I do have one more. My cholesterol level is 114, writes Karen, and I eat eggs and meat, and I've tried to raise it with eggs and sugar. It doesn't really move. And with a high-cholesterol diet, I'm working to source pig brain and hoping that that helps. I have family members with the same lifelong low cholesterol, even in old age. I'm not sure if it's diet-related. What else could it be to blocking cholesterol? Interesting. Hmm. A whole family. Well, it's a liver problem. Liver makes, it should be able to make a little more cholesterol than yeah. that, but it doesn't make much more. So I would say she should just, she's on the right track, go ahead and get the brain or bull testicles. Yeah. Now, when you eat that, though, make sure you add uh, bacon to it. She's adding sugar. She's the wrong way to go back. So you want to add some saturated fat, which would be um, the bacon. You want to make sure all of your foods are full fat. And if you're eating lean stuff like, I don't know, fish, forget it. Stop it. So you want to eat fatty meats. And even if you eat uh, steak, for example, you want to eat the fat and connective tissue there. And if it's too mm, chewy for you, then, you know, sous vide it and, and cook it an extra two or three hours to render that tissue and make it softer and edible. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, man, what a job. We, we made it through it. I mean, we just had a little... We did it. We had yeah. some hickey cups, but we, 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 we made it through. <laughs> what are you going to do today, girl? What's that person can do your slide thing. Thanks for staying so long. What, what about your schedule today? What are you up to? What's going on for you? Anything? Well, we got some experiments uh, mm -hmm. brewing in the kitchen there, working on those, and uh, see how that goes. Yeah. And working on improving my yang balance. So I worked on my yin for 26 years, now I'm working on my yang. Oh, you're doing your yang. Well, good. You can show us your yang next month. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you, sweetie. Right. Thanks for so much. You're okay, doing bye -bye. great. Such you're a welcome. pleasure to talk to you. Take care of yourself. Oh, All boy. Right. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. She's a trip, eh? Just really great fun. Well, we are going to... Um, well, it's getting dark here, and you can hear the rain, and we're hopefully now it'll just rain for about two days straight. Well, well thanks for your patience. Sorry our Internet guys uh, had to work overtime. We just had a couple interruptions. I guess it was because of the weather, but uh, we made it through. We'll edit the video, so... When you watch the video replay, you won't get all the stuff that you all experienced when you uh, listen this morning. Okay. Um, on Tuesday morning, I like to keep the days clear because we'll stream this uh, show for the next week because it was so good. Uh, we, we stream them all. So, um, But on Tuesday morning, the 26th, uh, Crow777 is here talking about why he believes that the whole nuclear uh, um, weapon thing is just made up and fear porn and then also um, uh, Tom Luongo will be here tomorrow he's a pretty pretty cool guy when it comes to geopolitics and money and what could possibly be going on and, and give you some ideas about where to invest your money and uh, everything from gold to cryptos and he's a pretty cool guy 
Um, we have a video on the front page of One Radio Network, two of them. One was with Dr. Cowan, and one is with um, Amanda Vollmer. And Dr. Cowan and his team um, went through the main papers that Dr. Brian Artis um, used to pitch this um, whole snake venom thing. And to be fair to Dr. Artis, he really kind of got sidetracked into the snake venom water thing because we interviewed him. We had, you can see his interview on BitChute or listen to it on One Radio Network. He kind of got hoodwinked into it, uh, making a big deal out of it by um, Stu Peters and Mike Adams. They're both known to uh, being a little bit uh, sensationalist, um, being kind here. Uh, I don't like to criticize people, but they are. I mean, you can go to their websites and see this stuff. And they both get carried away. Um, they mean well, but, you know, what can I say? I'll leave it at that. Um, and um, it was made up, really. Uh, Cowan's team goes through the papers almost line by line, and there's absolutely no evidence, none, of snake venom anywhere. There may be some in the vaccines, or there could be some in, I think they've used snake venom in lots of pharmaceutical medicines over the years, but that's nothing new. And to, to get your panties in a water of snake venom in this injection, well, I mean, this thing is very poisonous. We know it. It's killing people. And I wouldn't be surprised um, to find anything in there. And just don't do it. Um, but the whole thing was blown out of proportion. There's no evidence of snake venom in remdesivir. No evidence of in water. It's just not there, folks. And and if you read the papers carefully, like Cowan team did, you'll see they use words by maybe a connection. It could be in there. There was no saying it is there, and this is it. Now even Jane Ruby is running videos with with artists showing um, showing things that they claim is snake venom. But if you listen close in the close to the videos, they're just assuming there's snake venom and there's no evidence. So, I don't know. People get all wound up about stuff because they do. And uh, what to, I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, it was all much to do about nothing. Zero, nada, nothing. All of it. The only people that benefited from this is Oh, baby, we're going to get some rain. I love you all very much. I will see you tomorrow with Crow 777, 10 o'clock. Thank you for your ongoing support. Something I can do for you, I'm at your service, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com. Our job here is to kind of dig at the truth, try to ask the right kind of questions. We're not into fear porn. We're not into sensational stuff. We don't do things for clicks. Uh or to sell products. We just don't do it. So hang out here. Tell your friends about our, our website, oneradionetwork.com, and um, maybe we can help you to not go so crazy. I love you all. Thank you. May the blessing...
and the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.